Hey, hello everybody. It's a special Memorial Day, uh, you know, recording with uh, one of my old players from back in high school when I used to coach high school ball. Um, her name is Andrea Howard. She is now going to be a returning senior over at the University of New Mexico. Um, pretty awesome person, player, um, and teammate. And I'm excited for you all to hear from her and kind of get a, a glimpse of what it's like to be a champion at that level. And so, Andrea, thanks so much for having uh, for coming on today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I start all of my interviews, whether you are a coach, a player, um, like, asking you to talk about yourself. And um, I do that for a specific reason. I do it because um, as women, we tend to hide ourselves and not fully be confident in who we are, what we've done. And we've put in so much work in this world. And sometimes it's kind of shunned down a little bit, or again, we're scared to say it because maybe we're cocky or what do we feel? People feel like we're, you may feel like you're cocky or whatever, but that's not the case. And I want people to know that like women are out there doing badass things and there are powerful women in the world. And so, my question to you is give us a little bit of some of your accomplishments, some of your accolades, things that you've done in this world, um, you know, to be where you are now. Cool. Yeah. Um, so again, my name is Andrea Howard. Um, I play for the University of New Mexico. Uh, I also play for the Italian national national Olympic team. Um, that, that has been really cool. We can, we can talk about that later on. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I'm majoring in biology and psychology at UNM. Um, I have a 4.08 cumulative GPA um, as in terms of, you know, playing accolades um, in high school. I was I was Gatorade player of the year. Um, I was Metro player of the year, you know, all state, all that kind of good stuff um, for UNM. I've been named all Mountain West a couple of times. Um, I am an academic All-American. Um, I'm you know, just, just a bunch of different academic accolades too, but, but yeah, so I guess it's a little bit about me. <laughs> yeah, that is awesome. I love everything that you're saying so far. And I mean, you're, you're doing great things. So again, thanks for being a part of this process. And so, you know, um, my business is all about developing champion athletes who are or developing high school athletes who are champion athletes, um, in this world. And we try to focus a lot on purpose, so I talk folks a lot on branding, I focus a lot on um, character, um, leadership um, and brand and brand, basically. Um, so some of the things that we do is really um, built on authenticity and who they are and why they do what they do, why they want to do what they do, why they commit to certain things and push through when things get hard. Um, and so just as you were preparing for your journey to go from high school to, to college, maybe tell us a little bit about like, the process from deciding that you're going to go to University of New Mexico, like your whole recruiting process. How was that? What was that like? What are some things that you did? Um, just tell us a little bit about that. Sure. So I was really blessed in my recruiting process because um, I played for a club team where the head coach was the father of UNM's, um, like of UNM's head coach, pretty much. Um, so I I was able to get in contact with UNM through that club team, um, Rick Beach was was my coach, and then Erica Beach at the time was a UNM head coach. Head coach. Um, so you know, so it was it was kind of a blessing for me because I knew exactly where I wanted to go, and I knew I wanted to go to UNM um, ever since I was little, just because I just you know I want to play for for my local team and my my local community. So so I, I knew that right away. Um, so it was cool to be able to play for him because you know he got to see me as a player, but also as a person. And, uh, he was able to relay that information to coach beach. So, so that, 
that was a blessing for me. That was, that was huge. So yeah, I've, I've had a pretty easy recruiting process. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me about the timeline of that. Um, so when did you like kind of start that process of like trying to get in communication with her? When did was it actually kind of made official? Um, tell us a about that part. Yeah. So it was, I think the end of my sophomore year is when, um, I started, you know, looking into to whether or not I wanted to play college. Um, and I remember I was talking with my dad one day and I was like, dad, like, I don't, I don't know if I'm good enough to, to play college. Like this is, this is a D1 school. Like, like these girls are good. And I, I don't know if I want to do that or if I, you know, can live up to that. And he was like, no, like you can do it. Like it's all good. Um, so, so, you know, at that point, that's when I was still playing for coach beach. So I, I started talking to my dad a little bit. We were talking to coach beach a little bit and, um, and, you know, he, he recommended me to, to reach out to Erica and, and just see kind of, you know, where she was, what kind of players she needed, things like that. So I first sent an email to her, um, just saying, you know, I'm so-and-so I play for, for your dad. Um, and I'm just very interested in, in playing for, for your team and, you know, playing local. Um, and, and she emailed back, I think it was like, I don't even know. So fast. And she was like, oh my gosh. She was like, she was like, I am so excited. You reached out to me. Like I've been looking forward to this. Like, yeah, of course. Like let's, let's get you on a visit, you know, come see the campus, things like that. Um, so that was really cool. So I went on an unofficial visit, I think in October of my junior year. Okay. Um, so, you know, I just, I was able to, to see the campus, see kind of what UNM softball was all about. Um, and and she seemed really interested at the time. So I was, I was pretty excited about that. Um, and then at the end of my junior year is when I reached out again and I was like, Hey, I am still interested. I still would like to commit to you. If, you know, if you're, if you still want me and she was like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, so the end of my junior year, I is when I officially committed to UNM and, and from there on, I've, I've been here since. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And I'm going to stop and say for a second that um, you definitely were good enough. Um, you've <laughs> always displayed um, hard work, um, persistence. Um, you know, you've always continued to just want to grow, want to develop. You're super coachable. Um, and I loved like you had like a passion, like to just grow and like perform at, a, at an elite level. Um, so you were good enough because I noticed that from your <laughs> freshman year, even Honestly, she didn't give she guys she didn't give you guys this stat, but um, her little league team also won a World Series. So um, oh, there was that yeah. oh back, my when, back in the day, like way back in the day. So she's been living this life for a while. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's right. So yeah, yeah, I remember when I took over at La Cueva and the team um, they were all in middle school, and you know we went to the middle school and watched them on in the cafeteria, watched them play on on the little screen, and I'm like. Man, okay, I'm excited about them coming into our program. So, <laughs> these new um, girls coming in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, I know Coach Beach felt the same exact way. And you talked about a couple of things in that statement. And one was um, number one, uh, living up to the expectations of what you felt like a Division One player should live up to. So, I want to touch on that a little bit. But I also um, wanted to speak on the fact that, like, even though the coach, you knew the coach was super interested, you had the connection. Like you had to make the initial connect, uh, communication with her, number one. Um, and number two, um, you had to follow up, right? Like, so, you know, you went on the visit and everything and you hadn't got like the actual offer yet and you still had to like 
reach back out and say, I'm still super interested. Hopefully you are. And then the way that you said it, basically, she was like, yes, absolutely. Let's get it done. So I want everybody to know that like, you know, coaches are super interested. And just because you don't hear right away or on your visit or whatever, doesn't mean that they're, they're done with you. It just means that you probably need to be a little more persistent. I always say, that recruiting is like dating a little bit, right? So you have to show interest. They have to show interest and you got to kind of like court each other, right? Like you got to be like, okay, well, let me, let me call you today. Then you call me tomorrow. Like, you know, so it's a, it's really a process like that. So um, that's awesome. So back to the living up to whatever you felt like the D1 expectation was like, tell yeah. us a little bit about of that thought process and what did you think it was like? Did it live up to that? Um, give us a little bit about that. For sure. Um, so first, you know, when you're a sophomore in high school, you're just like what you think is like a little scrub, you know. So so you go and you watch these these college games and you're like, oh, my gosh, these girls are so big, like they're so strong and they hit the ball so hard. And you're like, how how am I ever going to do that? So, you know, when you're young, I mean, you don't you don't know anything. You don't know, you know, the process or anything. So you're just nervous and you're like, I, I don't think I can do that. Um, but so I, I don't know. I, I was nervous for, for my high school career to go into college. And then once you go into college, you understand the process a little bit more. And you understand that, you know, these girls are big and strong, but they started just like you. So they started as, you know, just these little skinny, skinny girls that can maybe hit it over the fence. Maybe not, who knows, you know? Um, but with, with the dedication of work that you, have in college, that's how you become these big, strong women that can hit the ball 500 feet. So, I mean, and it comes with a lot of different aspects. So it comes with, you know, on the field, but also off the field in the weight room and strength and conditioning and, and all the sprints that you do and all the running that you do. I mean, everything comes into play and you don't understand that when you're in high school, because to be honest, I mean, you don't do that in high school. You don't have the resources. You don't have the time. You don't have the safety to do it. So, I mean, there are so many different factors that, that come into play when you get in college that not a lot of girls really understand until they're actually there. Mm -hmm. So I think um, for me, you know, living up to that expectation was, was pretty cool. And, and it was it was enlightening for me just to see that a hundred percent, anybody can, can be these big, strong girls. You just have to put in the work and, and college gives you those resources to give you that, that kind of work ethic. So, yeah, so it, it was pretty cool in that sense. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I would say, um, along this journey, I'm switching questions by the way, but along this journey, um, you know, there's definitely probably been some moments where it's been a struggle. It's been tough. And, and so curious to know, like what, um, push you to continue to get through some of those challenges and those hard times? Um, what, what, what maybe were some of the things that helped you do that? For sure. Um, so first in terms of actual softball and like the physical sense of softball, um, our coach. So again, our, we have a new coach now, so I'm going to, I'm going to talk about, um, Dr. Paula Congleton as our head coach. Now, um, she has a big saying that she's like, I, I get it. Like you guys are tired. You work hard every single day. Like there are some days that you're going to come in and you're not going to feel hundred percent. You may feel 60, 70, 80%. And that's okay. As long as you're giving hundred percent of that 80%. So she's like, she's like, I, I get it. And like, for our team, communication is, is so key. So like, if you're not, if you're not feeling too hot that day, like just, just you gotta be honest and you gotta tell her, say, Hey, you know, I'm not, I'm not hundred percent right now. Um, 
but you know, I'm, I'm definitely going to do these drills. I'm definitely going to partake, but like, you know, if you see me dragging over there, like, just, just let me be like, I, I got it, you know? So I think it, it's definitely in, in that sense, it, it helps you just kind of, kind of gauge your own body and to listen to your own body and know that you don't have to be a hundred percent all the time. So I think physically that, that really helped us push through, you know, the hardest days. Um, mentally, I mean, we all know softball is one of the hardest dang sports to play. Um, it, it can, you, you can have such an amazing day one day and the next day you have no idea what you're looking for, what you're doing. You're like, why am I playing this sport? Um, so, you know, mentally, I think it's really important to find um, different people in different settings of your life to, to help you stay motivated. So for me, um, you know, I have my coach on the field and my coach is, is my number one gal. I mean, I just, I love my coach so much. She, she pushes me every day. We, we kind of have the same personality, so it's easy to talk to her. Um, and then in an academic setting, I have an academic advisor, Chris Baca, giving you a shout out right now. Um, she is just, she is incredible. I can talk to her about literally anything and she's just so wise and, and she helps me, you know, push through academically, but also just, you know, in life. I mean, she's, she's so smart. Uh, but, and then, you know, in, in a, in your personal life setting, you do have to find, you know, free time and, and time just to, to stay away from softball and not think about it and not think about, you know, the hardships of that. So, you know, I have my family and I have my boyfriend to talk to. I mean, I have so many people outside that I can talk about whatever the heck I want to talk about and they, they can keep me sane in that aspect. So I do think that like, for, for, you know, mental challenges, you need to find different people in different settings so that you can, you can keep motivated throughout the sport. That is such great advice, <laughs> by the way. And definitely shout out to coach, coach uh, uh, not coach, but Chris Baca. She is awesome. I actually Chris worked Baca, at her for a little coach. bit. Um, oh, and so she probably changed my whole perspective on just the um, resources that athletes need to be successful. I mean, and just how she would uh, talk to players and be present and funny and, or cry with you or hug, like, you know, huh? that one is sassy. sassy. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And so I do want to touch on something you said earlier where um, you do have a new coach now and you got recruited by a different coach. And so I know that, you know, when you're in the recruiting process, you don't really like necessarily take into account that there may be a coaching change or something abrupt might happen where you may not be prepared for. You're kind of committing to not only a school, even though they say, you know, pick a school that you will be at for four years, regardless of whatever else happens. Like if you don't play a sport, like if this doesn't happen, you still want to be there. Right. And so that's true. But I mean, when you're in the recruiting process, like I said, it goes back to the dating thing. Like it's kind of like you're dating this person and then all of a sudden they drop you or you get, yeah. or they get something happens where, you know, the relationship ends. And so how did you handle that coaching change and um, any advice? Like if there's any girls going into a college program to kind of think about on the front end to kind of prepare themselves if that was to happen to them on the back end? Yeah, definitely. Um, me personally, I was, I was super blessed just because the coaching change happened before I came into the program. Mm -hmm. So when I graduated high school is when that coaching change occurred. Um, I remember I was in Italy when they announced, uh, Dr. Congleton as our new coach. Um, and so I think it was like 10 PM Italy time. I don't know. It was like, it was like 2 PM here. Um, 
And I remember I, I texted her right away and I, uh, because she like sent a, like a mass text saying, Hey, I'm so-and-so like, I'm, I'm your new coach, all that. So I texted her right away mm-hmm. and I said, Hey, I am so-and-so. Um, it, it's so nice to meet you. I'm happy you're the new coach. Um, I look forward to meeting you in person, you know? And then I told her my situation, like right now I'm in Italy. So I, you know, I won't really be there until, you know, August and, and things like that. And, um, and I think that communication really helped me, you know, try to meet her and and for her to meet me and understand that, you know, I'm, I'm not just going to like show up one day and just be like, Hey, like you're the new coach because technically like we, we weren't her girls at that point, yeah. you know? So, so she kind of had to, to gauge who she wanted to keep, who she wanted to cut things like that. And that can be hard. Um, so if you're, you know, in that situation where there's a new coach coming in, I think uh, communication is going to be the biggest key in order for them to know that, you know, you still care about playing that sport and just, you know, to, to build a relationship with that person. Um, so, so you need to just keep talking to, to new coaches and, and just let them know what you're about and that you're still committed to play there. That's awesome. So kind of keeping like an open mind to like, not thinking that, okay, like this is like the end of whatever, like it's just honestly, it's what you make it, right? It's kind of your perspective in life. So I love that. That's awesome. And so, you know, um, I'm going to switch gears a little bit to academics just for a second. And so, um, you know, you told me that you're double majoring um, at the University of New Mexico. And I know that for some of our athletes, you know, they're still trying to figure out in high school, like what they want to do. Um, so, you know, tell us a little bit about like how you came up with the idea, like I kind I want to do these two biology and psychology, right? Yeah. So what, what uh, kind of like struck your core? Like, you know, I want to do this or did you kind of already know, or did you have to like take some classes first? Tell, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So I have always been a science nerd. Um, pre-med has been my, my go-to since yeah. I came out of the womb. <laughs> um, so I, I knew definitely that I wanted to do something in medicine. Um, and I wanted, you know, to prepare for that in the future. So biology was, well, actually, so technically when I went into college, I started off as a medical laboratory science major. Um, yeah, just cause I I was looking and I was like, well, you know, biology, I was, I was thinking about biology and I was like, oh, that's so normal. Like all girls and all people that go into med school, you know, they're bio majors. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, ah, whatever. So I started off as a medical laboratory science cause you know, I wanted to be the cool girl, um, (laughs) And then, and then I realized, I was like, well, if I do that there, I mean, it's cool and you can do that. Um, but there are certain classes that you still have to take in order to, to apply to medical school. So I was like, you know what? I'm like, it's fine. I'm, I'm just going to do a bio major. Um, so I, I became the cliche girl at that point. Um, but I mean, you know, it, there's a reason why everybody's a bio major is because it helps you out so much. So, yeah. So I, you know, I, I did that. Um, and then it was actually this past winter when I decided to double major because I had a plan of minoring in chemistry and psychology. And then when COVID hit, um, we were, we were granted an extra year of eligibility and I was supposed to graduate this past May but I'm going to take that extra year. Um, so I needed to find something to do for a whole year. Um, so, you know, I, I talked to Chris Baca, Chris Baca. Um, I talked to her and I talked to, you know, my on-campus advisor and just to see, you know, if I should, if I should start, you know, doing a graduate program or like a little one-year certificate kind of thing. Um, and they, they both recommended to, to just double major. So my psychology minor is going to turn into a psychology major pretty much. Um, so 
you know, that was a pretty easy transition. Um, for me, I'm very blessed to know, to, I, I guess, just know right away of what I wanted to do. Um, I have teammates that still don't know what they want to do and they're, you know, they're about to enter their junior year and that's okay too. Um, you know, for girls who don't really understand, um, how college classes work right now. Um, usually your freshman year is when you take, you know, your base classes that almost everybody has to take. So you have a year to kind of, you know, explore what you want to, to do what you like. Um, so I think that makes it easier for girls just to, you know, figure out like what, what is manageable for me and what, what do I find interest in? Um, and the other thing, (laughs) even if you major in something, whatever you major in your career may not have anything to do with your major, but it it doesn't matter because you know, in real life people usually, I mean, I'm not gonna say usually, but people can take your major and be like, okay, you got a bachelor's degree, but you're going to go do something completely different. And that's okay too. So, I mean, for girls, I'm just going to say, you know, find something you're, you're interested in and, you know, roll with that and, and just enjoy the classes you're taking for sure. I love it. I love it. Um, I love it. And so interesting. We've heard, you know, different people say different things about, you know, division one and like certain majors you have to take because, you know, classes get in the way or labs get in the way. And so some coaches are really particular about, you know, taking those biology classes because you got to have a lab and lab is usually right during practice. And so, you know, did you run into any of that issue? And, you know, did you just like, was coach just super, cool understanding about it or have you experienced any like pushback on those types of things or what? A hundred percent. Yeah. So, um, we have practice in the morning and so that's, that's when most classes are. And so it gets hard. Um, our coach, my, I'm so blessed to have the coach I have right now because she, she, you know, has a PhD. Um, so she gets it. She's like academics come first a hundred percent of the time. Um, and, and, you know, in softball right now, I mean, we don't, I mean, it's growing for sure. Our professional sports are growing. Um, but right now, you know, we have to find careers outside of softball. Um, so, and she understands that too. And so she a hundred percent is going to let you, you know, take the classes you need to take, even if it's during practice, we'll make it up. It's fine. So she's, she's been awesome about that. Um, and I think that was a, also a huge factor when I was talking to her because I mean, she knew, you know, I wanted to go into medicine and I wanted to do that. And, and that's, a, that's a serious, that's a serious commitment. So she was like, no, we are, we're definitely going to work around your schedule. You're, you're going to be, you know, successful in the classroom and you're going to be successful on the field. Like we're going to do both. You don't have to pick just one. Um, so I think that's, that's another reason why I'm so grateful that I chose UNM because there are, there are some colleges that, you know, kind of limit you to what you're able to do. Um, and I just, I wasn't about that. I wanted to do whatever the heck I wanted to do, you know? So, so yeah. So I think that's also a huge thing that girls need to look at when they're looking in colleges and, and what kind of academic resources and, and options do they have? I love it. And I'm sorry, this is not even a question that I have on the paper, but I just believe that you have um strength. Like, I feel like you have such a um grasp, right? On your direction, what you want. And like, I feel like you're not letting anyone stop you from getting to that direction and what you want. And so I'm just curious, like, where does that strength for you come from? I have no idea. (laughs) Um, that's a, that's a good question. I don't know. I think, I think part of it is just my personality in, in that I'm, I'm a pretty stubborn person when it comes to, to what I want. Um, but you know, I mean, for women in general, I think that we just, 
you know, we all need to have that like little bit of, a little bit of fire and a little bit of like, I no, I'm going to take what I want and I'm going to, I'm going to do exactly what I want to do. Um, because I think that's how we're going to succeed in, in any field we go in. Um, we, yeah, you just have to have some kind of fire and some kind of passion of, of what you want to do. Yeah. Uh, so if, if you haven't found that passion, that's totally cool. And you just have to keep looking and keep exploring. Um, for me, it started off when I was little and I was trying to dissect whatever the heck was around me. And it was just weird. But I mean, you just you just have to find whatever you're passionate about. And then it makes it it makes it so much easier to to follow that path. Oh my gosh. I love it. I love it. Um, I won't keep you too much longer, uh, but I, I do have a couple more questions. Um sure. And so uh, your other major psychology, um, I'm really, really, really big on mindset. And so we do a lot of mindset training with our athletes. And, you know, there's kind of this whole, I would say, new era of like athletics. You're having to build not only the physical, but the mental. Right. And so uh, psychology for you, like what is why, why psychology and like what is it bringing to you? Would you have a, a peak interest from something else that maybe said like, oh, psychology is a good major, second major for me or why psychology basically? Yeah. So, you know, my first thought was when you go into the medical field, you're going to meet a bunch of different people um, with a bunch of different, you know, diseases, illnesses, things like that. Um, so psychology was huge for me just to just be able to learn a little bit more about certain mental illnesses people have, um, certain personality types people can have and how you can work with those. Um, so, you know, as a career standpoint, that's kind of why I chose psychology, but for sure it translates into, into softball and, and things like that, because you learn a little bit more about, um, like the learning and memory process. Um, so you learn, you know, how, how you're able to, what they call conditioning yourself and how you're able to condition yourself into, into creating good habits, mm-hmm. uh, and that, that a hundred percent has, has translated into, into softball, just just learning that you have to do the exact same thing and the like the right same thing every single day, even if it's boring in order to, to really master something and to have, and to let your body like have muscle memory about it. Um, and even like in the, in the mental aspect, like, um, you, you just learn a little bit more about how to understand your own like mentality in the sense of like, for me, I I've learned to chill out. Mm. like, like, you know, making your, your mind go a million miles an hour about a hundred different things. It just isn't going to help you. And so I think being a psychology major major has also helped me, you know, just kind of keep it as simple as I possibly can. Um, and just know that I I'm able to give myself grace whenever, you know, I, I fail and, and, and things like that. So, I mean, for sure, for sure, psychology has, has helped me in, in athletics too. Oh my gosh. You said like so many things that are like little buzzwords, right? Like (laughs) habits, like consistency, doing the same thing every day, even if it's boring, because it's going to help you build mastery. Right. Um, You talked about chilling out, like, like not letting the fear of failure stop you from kind of keeping going. Right. It's quieting your mind and the voices in your mind, like so many mindset things there. Like, so I think that's awesome. And so, you know, I was going to ask, basically one of my questions is going to be about being on a big stage and like having to perform constantly and like how that pressure can kind of affect you and kind of what you kind of things you work through. But I think you pretty much answered it for the most part, right? Like, yeah, I think so. I mean, and, and another important thing is that, you know, 
learning how to like with performance expectations and, and learning how to deal with it. Um, I think it's a work in progress for everybody. So like you're, you're, I don't think anybody has ever perfected that because there are certain situations in certain environments that you're going to be put into that may be different for you. And you're a little bit caught off guard or like, you're not really sure how to deal with it. I mean, I mean, everybody, everybody is still working on that in my opinion. Yes. Yeah. Perfection is, doesn't exist. <laughs> um, and we can, we can strive for it, which is a great thing to do. But again, as long as we're doing it in a healthy, a healthy manner. Um, and so my last section here is just basically talking about any advice we can give to like parents or girls or coaches um, uh, to help them along the journey. Um, and so one of my questions is just literally about defining success um, outside of performance or, you know, uh, yeah, defining success outside of the performance for both the player and the parent. So any advice for like how our players or our parents can find or define success differently than just like, I hit a home run today. Yeah, for sure. Um, you definitely can't define success by your stats. Um, I, I always think about in softball and, and, you know, the people that you meet in softball, they're not going to remember you for, for hitting 400 with 12 homers. Like that, that's not what they're going to remember you by. They're going to remember you by how you treated them and, and what kind of person you were, you know, as a teammate and outside of softball. Um, so I think we can definitely define success as, as how you came into the sport and how you came out. So did you learn, did you learn patience? Did you learn, you know, how to push somebody? Did you learn how to be coached, you know, and how to be pushed by your own teammates? Um, I think anything that can translate into the real world is, you know, a, a measurable aspect of success in our sport. Um, and for, you know, for parents, it, it's hard. And I, and I, and I get it because I have a dad who's, who's so crazy about softball. Um, because I mean, they just want to see their kids succeed in, in any aspect they're in. Um, for parents, I think success is the same thing. So is your kid, I mean, does your kid look good on the field? Like, does he look like a teammate? Is he, is she, you know, being a good person? Is she yelling at her teammates? That's, you know, sometimes not good. Um, but you just, as a parent, I think you just have to, to push your kid to be a good person. And I think being a good person will make you successful on the softball field because, you know, you'll work hard, you'll listen, you'll obey people. I mean, that's, you know, being a good person is going to make you successful for sure. I love it. And then um, two more questions. Sure. If you are transitioning from high school to college, um, any advice for like how to pre prepare as best as you can for like that first year of college, like the differences, what can I do to prepare anything to like that you just were not prepared for that? Like, Hey, get prepared for this. Anything? Yeah. Um, well, first I think that maybe you should talk to, to some teammates that are there um, and just be like, Hey, like, is there anything I need to be ready for? Uh, Cause I remember when I was going into my freshman year, we had a crazy strength and condition coach. She was amazing. Uh, Carla Garrett, you know, an Olympic weightlifter. I mean, she was, she was the girl. Okay. Um, so I, I asked my teammates, I was like, is there anything I need to prepare for, for her? Um, and you know, they were like, yeah, like make sure you're running a lot so that you don't die the first day. So I was like, okay, fine. But you know, I mean, every team is going to have, you know, different, different things that they need to prepare for. So definitely talk to your teammates. Um, as, as far as like, you know, just going in, maybe not really knowing anything. I think, every athlete needs to go in with an open mind and understand that there, there are some programs that have like a little bit of a hierarchy and you may not 
you know, you may not be treated that well. And that's just, that's just the truth. You're a freshman. You don't know what's going on. Um, so I think just, just keeping a positive attitude when you're a freshman and just, you know, listening to your upperclassmen, even if, you know, you may not think it's, it's super right. You just need to learn the ropes of things before you, before you really, you know, get into the program. Um, so I think just having an open mind can be, can be a huge, a huge factor for success for freshmen coming in. Yeah. Yeah. Anything academically, um, that you want to, Speak on? Yeah. I mean, academically, I was, I was scared when I was a freshman academically. Um, just know that every professor is going to give you the syllabus for the entire year. So every assignment you need to turn in, um, it's going to be on that syllabus. For me, the first day I was in college, I thought that was, you know, just for that day or that week. And I was like, oh my gosh, I am never going to succeed. I was like, <laughs> this is not going to work. Um, so just kind of chill out a little bit. Um, just know that you are going to have to practice time management. And, and if you can't do that, definitely talk to your academic advisors. Um, they are a huge resource, a huge resource for freshmen. Um, take advantage of study hall and, and just make sure that you have everything in line for academics and athletics before you start you know, going into to personal free time and, and things like that. Great advice. Great advice. And so my biggest thing for every female athlete is that they eventually not just think about athletics, but own their power in the world. Like I want her to own her power in the world. So my shirt says basically own her power. Oh, um, nice. So uh, really big on that. My business is called Lead Hership Athletics. It's about her leading her journey, right? Yeah. Um, it's not about anyone else or, or anything else. It's about her def- defining what that looks like and living up to that expectation for herself. Um, so I always ask the final question with every interview that I do. What is one trait that you believe every female athlete should have to own her power in the world? I, I kind of touched on it earlier. And I think one trait is just to have passion. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever you do, I don't care if you're playing softball. I don't care, you know, whatever you're doing, you have to have passion for it. And that's how you're going to, you know, succeed and, and enjoy life. Um, and just, just, you know, have that motivation to work hard every single day for what you're doing. Um, and that's, that's going to give you so much confidence down the road. And, you know, in life, you just, you just have to have, you know, passion for, for what you want to do. I love it. That's awesome. Well, that's wrapping up, um, our special interview today. So excited. Thank you so much. Um, and, uh, yeah, I will probably, tag you when I post this or post a couple snippets of things that you're talking about because so many great things so I hope that they get to hear and listen and take your advice because I think you have some good some good stuff there so thank you thank you well thank you